Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Even when you feel covered up, God says, I'll do something in that dirt. He don't care about your dirt. God uses the dirt. God will use the dirt. Some of us feel like I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to come to the Lord. I need to get myself together before I come to the Lord. Lord said, come to me dirty as you are. Just come on to me. I don't care about your hangups. God don't care about your hangups. God says, come to me. He says, I'm going to use that dirt. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. And I, we just want to welcome our online community this morning. Let's welcome our online community this morning. Hallelujah. Welcome you in, in as you're sitting on your sofas or wherever you are this morning or in your cars or whatever. We just want to welcome you to the service this morning. And I'm just thankful to be able to just share the word of God with you today. And, you know, um, yesterday morning when I was up, I heard the Lord say this to me. He said, I'm looking for some people in whom I can show my glory through. See, there's a lot of people that want the glory, but God's not looking for that, for those type of people. God says, I'm looking for someone that I can show my glory through. Somebody that's willing to just, you know, just say, Lord, I, I decrease, Lord. And when people see me and they see what I do, they'll see you. They'll see your glory. So, that, so that's what God said to me. He said, tell them I'm looking for some people that are willing to just yield to me and let, let, let their lives be for my glory. And I even want to say to the online community this morning and to those sitting here, do you know that God is waiting on you? God has a purpose for everything that he created. Everything that he created. When God created man and woman, he said, it is good. Everything that he created, after he created everything, he said, it is good. But sin has, came, has come into the world and it's corrupted and twisted everything. But God is still fulfilling his purpose. That's why he gave us Jesus Christ. To bridge the gap between man and God. You know, and this morning, I don't know why, but just lately this year, I've been looking at words and I could see things in words that I didn't see before. And as the praise and worship was going on this morning, I saw Jesus saves on the screen. But then in the word Jesus, I saw us. In the word Jesus, it's us because we're a part of the kingdom. Jesus is a powerful name, but in that word, in that name, we're there. Those that he's called to the kingdom of God. But this morning, I, I prayed, I asked, I, I, when Pastor Shroud called me, I thank God for him just allowing me to be able to share the word with you. I, you know, he called me and told me, he said, I might want you to share Sunday. So I started just looking through messages that he's given me over the past, you know, a few months and everything. And, um, I had another message, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do that one. That's a good one, you know. But then the next morning when I woke up, I was in the bed, and the Lord said, I want you to share. He, he gave me the title to this message. He said, I want you to share this message. 
And so I pray that it will be a blessing to you today. And so the, the title to this message is The Finest Wheat. The Finest Wheat. And in the book of Psalms, uh, which will be our foundational text, Psalms 147 and verse 14 in the New Living Translation, it simply says this. It says, he sends peace across your nation and satisfies your hunger with the finest wheat. Do you know that God, even in all the chaos that goes on in this world, God still sends peace. See, peace is relevant to those that receive it. You can be either in worry and in fear and, 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 you know, and just what's going on and I don't understand what's going on around me. Or you can say, Lord, I have peace. I receive your peace in the midst of chaos. Lord, I receive your because he's sending the peace out. This is what the scripture says. He sends peace to your nation. But it's, it's up to us to receive it. When the disciples were on the boat and, and they were in the storm, you know, Jesus was at the bottom of the boat, and the Bible says he was on a pillow sleeping. And the disciples came down and said, Lord, do you, do you not care that we're perishing? There's a storm. What's going on? And they were in the chaos, but Jesus was asleep. And Jesus got up, and he rebuked the storm because the storm was not in him. He had peace in him. So he was able to rebuke the storm. And when he did it, they said, who is this that can speak to the sea and calm the storm? Jesus. So he sends peace across our nation and satisfies your hunger with the finest wheat. See, we have to be hungry for God. We have to have a hunger for him. And God says, I'll satisfy your hunger with the finest wheat. But that word, those last two words, the finest wheat, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. The Lord woke me up one morning, and I got up to pray. And I was asking God, where am I on my journey, Lord? And amazingly, he got me, he had me go and study about how wheat is, becomes bread. How wheat is, is turned into bread. Wheat has to go through a vigorous process before it's made into bread. It has to be planted. The seeds have to be planted. Then it's grown. It's harvested. It's milled. And then it's made into bread. You know, I've seen many pictures over the years, but never really knew the process. So when I started studying it, I was like, this is very interesting. This is a message right here. And so I developed this message, the finest wheat. I believe understanding this process will help many of us get a better understanding of where we are on our spiritual journey and what God is trying to get us to. Because he's trying to get every one of us to a place to, his, to our destiny. So the first thing that happens is but when, when the process starts as far as the wheat, it has a, they use what they call a grain drill. This is what I found out. They use a grain drill. The first part of the process, they use a machine called a grain drill to drill holes in the soil. It has to be good soil where the seeds can be planted. So 
Um, I don't know if they have it on the screen, but the, the grain drill is this machine and it's wide and it, as it goes over the soil, it digs holes into the soil for the seed to be planted. And here in John chapter 12, verse 24, in the New Living Translation, it says this, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. You see, if we want to grow, we have to be planted. If we never decide to be planted, we're just abiding alone. And some of, some of you have been abiding alone for a long time because you, you just, you, you're not, you haven't made that decision to be committed to God. And God says, if you want to be, if you want to grow, you have to be planted. You see, if you take a flower and you just carry it around, you know, uh, without it being planted in a pot or something, or planted in a garden or something, guess what? Eventually, without that plant, that plant being planted in some soil and some good soil, guess what's going to happen? It's going to wither and die. It may take a little while, but eventually, if you're not planted, you're going to wither and die. And that's, that even goes into church. So many times, you know, we're here, we're there, we're all over the place. And God says, find a place where I want to put you where you can be planted. But even as, as it attends to salvation, God is saying, come on, you, come on to the kingdom where you can be planted. Listen, I want you to grow. I got a plan for your life. He says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. I want to prosper you. How can you prosper if you're not planted anywhere, if you haven't made a decision to be committed to the Lord? See, what we, you know, I've done this. Listen, I don't want you to think that we're some super spiritual, super holy. Listen, I was in the same place many years ago. I, haven't, I didn't make a decision to say, Lord, I just want to come to you and I want to surrender my life to you. See, I was doing things my way. Lord, I got this. I, got, I know what I'm doing. I know what I want to do. I don't need that Christian stuff. But the Lord says, I want you to surrender your heart to me. It was one day when after I, I, was, I was at a point of, I was suicidal. And just, just empty, just empty. You know, I had walked away. I grew up in the church, but when I turned 18, I was like, eh, I don't want to have nothing to do with that stuff. And so I was out there just like anybody else. Just wandering, trying to find purpose, trying to find the place that God, that where I was supposed to be, trying to find my purpose in other things, in the world, in the culture. And then one day I, I was suicidal and I just was at home in my apartment and I started asking, I started talking to the Lord. And I said, what's missing out of my life? What's missing? What is it? And I heard the, the voice of the Lord for the first time and he said, it's me, son. He said, it's me. My mom had been calling me for months and months and months. You need to come to church. You need to come. No, I'm not coming to church. You know, I went to Piedmont Park on, on, on Sundays, you know, just hung out with my friends, you know. And she just kept calling and kept calling and kept praying. I thank God for a praying mother, a praying grandmother, praying for me, praying for me. And when that time, that moment was an epiphany for me, the Lord said, it's me, son. You need to come back to me. And so I made a decision, and God began to transform that from that point on. So we have to make a decision first to be planted like the, the, the soil has to, the grain, after the uh, grain drill does its job, then we have to plant the seed in the soil. 
And once we've been planted in the soil, there's a time where it seems like you're in the dark because when something is in the soil, it's covered up under dirt. So sometimes we go through some things. You know, we go through some testing. We're like, man, where I'm, I'm just up under all this dirt. I'm all nasty. I'm, I'm, I've done so many things. You're in the dirt. But guess what? Something is happening even in the dirt. Even when you might feel like dirt, something is happening. God can do something in the dirt, my friends. Even when you feel covered up, God says, I'll do something in that dirt. He don't care about your dirt. God uses the dirt. God will use the dirt. Some of us feel like I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to come to the Lord. I need to get myself together before I come to the Lord. No, Lord said, come to me dirty as you are. Just come on to me. I don't care about your hangups. God don't care about your hangups. God says, come to me. He says, I'm going to use that dirt that you're in to do something. Because what happens is when something is in the dirt, when the sun hits it, and when the water hits it, when the Holy Spirit hits it, and when the S-O-N hits it, something begins to happen. Right in the dirt. That's the only way that something can be, begin to grow is when it's planted in the dirt. So God will take your dirt and use it for his glory. I told you, he's looking for some people who he can shine his glory through. So don't despise the dirt. Don't, don't despise the dirt. Because in that time in the dirt, God is developing you in the dirt. He's maturing you. He's getting you ready for what he has called you to do. The time in the soil, we're learning, we're growing, we're getting stronger. That's what happens when the seed is planted. It's just a little seed. Just like they said, a mustard seed. It's a small mustard seed. But what happens is as it's watered, as the spirit of God, as you get the word of God, what happens is it begins to be watered, and then it will begin to grow, and it gets stronger. And then eventually, it'll begin to shoot up out of the dirt. Isn't that amazing? Something that was buried, it'll, you, you'll look, and all of a sudden, you'll see a little bit of it shoot up out of the dirt. People are looking like, wow, they look at your life and say, man, I remember when she was this. I remember when he was that. I remember when they had all that dirt on them, but now they're shooting up out of the ground. Hallelujah. They're shooting up out of the ground. They're becoming something better. They're maturing into what God has called them to be, the finest wheat. But this is the interesting thing that I found. When the wheat first shoots up out of the ground, it looks similar to just plain old grass. See, the pictures were up there. When you look at it, it just looks like grass, doesn't it? But it's not. It's wheat. And the thing is, you know, wheat looks just like grass, but God doesn't call us to just be plain old grass. He called us to be wheat. So we have to be distinguished from the world. We can't just, just do what the world does. We can't just blend in like the world does. We can't just blend in to what's going on in the culture. We might look like grass, but we're wheat. That's what it looks like when it's brand new. It looks just like grass, but it's not. It's still growing. It's still becoming something. So God didn't just call you to blend in. The word of God says, come out from among them. Your walk with the Lord has to be different. We can't do everything that the world is doing. We got to be different. God says, he says, you're a, royal, a holy generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. A peculiar people. Don't despise being different. 
The world will try to make you feel like, look at, look at you, you're so awkward, so different. Yes, I am, that's right. I'm good, I'm proud of that, I'm holy, that's right, I am holy, call me holy. I don't care about nobody calling me holy, thank you for calling. You know what, listen to this, listen. You know, it, it, my family, I love my family, but you know, every time they buy me something, they always get me, they buy me a hat, or you know what, they have bought me this brim hat or a watch or something. It's got a cross on it. I say, can I just have a regular watch? They, cross, they give me a, a watch, it's got a cross on it. You know, and my family's saved too, but I'm just saying, every time they buy me something, it has to have something on it, spiritual or religious or something. But that's how they see me. But I don't mind. You know, when, when something goes on, they call me. They say, hey, I need you to pray for me. I'm going through something. They call me because they see something in me. They see the Spirit of God in me. And I'm thankful for that. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to receive it. When people look at you, just receive it. They look at you, hey, this is who I am. I'm, good. I'm glad about it. I know who I am. I'm walking in humility and the power of God. So I know who I've been called to, called to be. So we have to mature and we have to get, you know, we, we can't just be grass. We got to be the wheat that God is calling us to be. The next part of the process is that the wheat begins to turn a golden brown color. It starts to turn a golden brown color. Many times, this is when we think we've arrived. It also gets taller and more defined. People recognize your gift and may acknowledge it. Say, man, look at, look at them. They can, man, they can sing or they got a, they got a gift. That's when, they, when it turns golden brown. That's when people in the church and people around you, people on the job begin to recognize your gift. But you got to be careful because you're still not there yet. You know, I remember when I first, you know, started going back to church and they recognized that I could sing. Man, they had me singing every Sunday. I was leading the song every Sunday. I thought I, I'm just going to be, be real be real with y'all. I thought I was all that. After the service, people would come up to me. Oh, you, you, you just blessed us. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's right. I'm serious. That's how I was. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, I thought I was, a, I thought I had arrived. Yeah, yeah. Every Sunday, people were coming up to me and telling me, oh, you just sound wonderful. You're blessed. I was like, yeah, that's right. Yes. And, and I, I wasn't mature yet, though. I, I See, you know, growing up, I didn't get a lot of attention. So when attention started coming, I was like, you know, I was eating that up. You know, you got to be careful, you know, because I was starving for attention. So when I got it, I was eating it up and it was it was the wrong type of spirit. You know, my wife would tell me, she said, you, you, after church, sometimes I'm just being, I'm telling y'all I'm being transparent. All these women would be, uh, uh, you know, surrounding me. Jay, Brother James, you see that now? And I was like, yeah, yes, yeah. I was like a celebrity or something. My wife, she's standing over like, you get in the car, she's like, I don't even want to say the word. Nigga, what you, what you doing? <laughs> I'm just being honest. And I was like, you better check that. What you doing? <laughs> I'm over here waiting on you off the church. You got all these people. I'm like, Jesus. I still had to, I'm just being, I had to mature. I didn't know no better. My wife, but she, she on place. You check, she be checking you. <laughs> what, what, what you doing? <laughs> I'm just being real. And I had to, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to tell you one of the times when I had to lead a song. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a testimony. I, that day, I, I had no voice. I mean, they asked me to lead this song, and my voice was gone. It was just it was scratched out. And I was like, Lord, how am I going to sing this song today? 
And, that, and, and, and so I just said, well, I'm going to go out and do it. And so I went out and I did the song. And when I did the song, miraculously, my voice just came, it came out clear and powerful. And after that, I went to the back by myself and I just weeped. And I said, this ain't even about me, Jesus. This has been about you the whole time. And I'm thinking it's about me. I'm just a gift. I'm just a best. I'm just dirt. God using with eyeballs. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> Thank God. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so people begin to recognize your gift, whatever that gift is. But you have to remember, you're still just a sophomore. You know what the definition of a sophomore is? The definition of a sophomore is a wise fool. You got some wisdom, but you're still kind of foolish. You've learned a lot, but you don't know everything. And so that's, that's what happened with that. And, you know, I'm going to tell this story because I had put it in there. You know, and... I remember I had, you know, I had went, I had my spiritual father, we had went on a retreat and Pastor Shroud would go to, and I didn't know Pastor Shroud back then, but think, see how God connected us? I had heard of his name, but I didn't even know him. But we went on this retreat, and so the, that, that one morning we got up and, uh, you know, Bishop was like, I, wanna, I want you to take, I want you to go to breakfast with us. With, it was a guy from Australia, so he said, I want you to drive us to breakfast. So um, my little doggone it, oh Lord, I was so immature. I'm in the back, I'm driving the car and we in the car talking and stuff. And so Bishop, Bishop said, yeah, this is, uh, uh, you know, Brother Richardson, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm in the back seat and I, I mean, I'm driving and I'm like, yes. I, I said to the man from Australia, I said, yes, Richardson, rich are sons, yes, you know? <laughs> and I look, Bishop just, he was so great. He just looked at me like this doggone immature dude. But I'm just, I was all into myself, rich or sons. That's what my name means. You know, and uh, it was just, and I look back at it and I remember going back and apologizing. I said, Bishop, you know, I know you put up with a lie. I was so immature. <laughs> he, he just, he, he was like, he didn't even make nothing of it. But you know, that was something, just getting through that maturity time. But the next process that happens is, is that the wheat has to go through a combine, a combine. The time comes when the wheat has to be harvested. The farmers use a machine called a combine. This machine does three things. It reaps, it threshes, and it winnows. It reaps, it threshes, and it winnows. Now the reaping, the wheat has to be cut down, cut back. It seems bad, but it's not. See, it's not edible until it has been harvested. Listen to this. God told Moses that every male in Israel had to be circumcised. The flesh had to be cut back to be able to be productive. This cutting back is, today is for male and female ladies. If you're going to be productive in your purpose, you have to pull back the flesh. We have to go through the reaping. But what happens is in this season when we're being cut back, some of us walk away from the ministry. We walk away from the, from the, from the thing that God is calling us to. See, because we don't want to be cut. It doesn't feel good when we're being cut. The funny thing is I found out is that usually the person that will cut you will be somebody that's close to you. And you say, I can't believe they cut me like that. And so we run off, and some of us have ran off, and people in ministry and different things and jobs have ran off bleeding. You've been cut, and now, see, you can't do effective ministry when you cut like that. Because what you're doing now is you're bleeding on the people. 
God wants to have you, he wants you to be whole before you start operating in ministry. So if you're cut, you know, you're offended or whatever, you got to get that, that wound bound up. Because otherwise, all you're going to do is bleed on people the whole time you're doing ministry. You're going to be doing ministry or whatever, a job or whatever you're doing as the person in charge. You're going to be bleeding on people. So when that cutting happens, don't despise that because God does something in that. He's reaping you. And so, you, you know, when, uh, when, when this happens, people usually get offended. Jesus told his disciples, this is what happened. One day Jesus told some of his disciples, he said, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. And do you know the Bible says many of his disciples, they left from following him. You see what I'm saying? They didn't want to stay in the process. That cut them. They was like, I, I, I can't follow him anymore. Eat his flesh, drink his blood. What's he talking about? Because they didn't have an understanding. Only those that really understood stayed with him. Even when they didn't really understand everything, they continued to walk with him. So when the cutting happens, it's really just a test to see if you're, what you're made of. See, God wants to make sure that if you're going to walk in this army, that he wants to see if you really, what you're really made of. You understand? So he'll, you'll get cut sometimes. And it may be by somebody that you don't even, you didn't, somebody close to you. But he wants to see what you're made of. So offenses come, but God is really trying to get you to the next level. Then the threshing happens. In this process, there is a, see, the, the wheat has a protective covering over it. That protective covering when it's out in the field, it protects the wheat from the elements. But when it's harvested, it's no longer needed. So threshing, what threshing does is it begins to separate the, the, the wheat from the chaff. That protective covering that covers the wheat is called chaff. It's useful in the field because it protects it from the elements. But once it's harvested, it's no longer useful. Another definition of chaff Listen to this. It's objects or ideas that have little to no value. God is separating us from those things, ideas, people that have little to no value in our lives. Threshing loosens the chaff. You can't carry that old thinking into the next level. So during the threshing, what is God doing? He's shaking you. He's getting rid of that chaff off your life because you can't carry that stuff, that chaff into the next level. God's trying to get you somewhere. He's shaking you like wondering, what am I going through? No, he's trying to get the chaff off of you. You understand? It was useful for a time, but now it's no longer useful because God is harvesting. So we'll go through the reaping. Then we go through the threshing to separate the wheat from the chaff. And then the winnowing. Winnowing separates the chaff from the wheat permanently. Then it is either fed to livestock are burned up. See, you have to burn up those old ideas, secrets, unhealthy relationships. You can't take any of that with you to the next level. See, God is trying to get you somewhere. It's telling you, this is telling you where you are. Then, after that, they take the wheat and they put it in a storehouse. Many times the wheat is tied in a bundle and put in a storehouse until the appointed time comes. It will not be used until the demand comes. When your season comes, God will bring you out of the storehouse. 
So sometimes it may seem like you've just been waiting and waiting and waiting and saying, God, when is my time coming? But you're just in the storehouse. You've already been harvested, but there's a time of waiting in that storehouse where God is like, okay, when, see, because he don't want to, he doesn't want to release you until there's a demand. You understand? If, if, if you put something out and there's no demand for it, then it's just going to be sitting there. But when the demand comes to you, when your time comes, when your season comes, that's when he's going to take you out of the storehouse. See, there's a lot of people in here right now. You're, you're in the storehouse, but God is getting ready to release you so that you can be used for his glory. You've already been harvested. But God is saying, I got to put you in that storehouse. The Bible says, wait upon the Lord and he will renew your strength. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. You understand? He doesn't want you to faint on this journey. So sometimes he has to just hold you up a little bit so that when you get out there and you begin to run, you're going you're gonna to mount up. You understand? On wings as eagles. You're going to run and not be where you're going to walk. You're just going to be able to walk and you're not going to faint. Because of the fact that you waited. I love waiting. Uh, you know, at first I was like, God, well, you got me waiting for so long. I seen people, this, some new people come, and they can be like, there God, this one's ordained, and that one, uh, you know, and pe even people was, you know, that's the other thing. People around me, when they go ordain you, when you know, I'm like, hey, I know what God is doing in my life. You're not going to push me. You understand? You can't let other people push you into something that you're not ready for. Because you'll get out there and you'll, be, you'll faint and you'll wonder, how did I faint? Because you let other people just push you out to do something that you know you weren't ready to do. I know when I was ready. I know when the time came, I, I could hear the voice of God for myself. Not somebody else trying to push me. And then after it's put in the storehouse, when it's finally time, the wheat has to be milled. Milled. Milled means to grind or crush into flour. You're not ready until you have been milled. The crushing is what brings out the anointing. See, some people don't want to be milled. You see the mill, the, the machine up there. The, some, people don't want to be milled, crushed. But it, if you don't get milled, you don't have no anointing. I don't care how many notes you can hit. I don't care how well you can study the Bible and teach. I don't care how well you know the system at work. If you haven't been milled, you're not ready. I don't even want to hear somebody sing if they haven't been milled. I don't want to hear somebody preach if they haven't been milled. Otherwise, it's just a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. That's all it is. But when you get milled, oh, yeah, you ready then because then you're going to walk in humility. See, if you, ain't, if you don't get milled, you're not going to walk in no humility. You're going to be arrogant with that thing. And there's a lot of arrogant people out here doing ministry and doing other things in the CEOs of companies or whatever it is because they haven't been milled. But when you've been grinded, you're not going to treat everybody any kind of way. You're going to treat people right because you know what it's like to be down. You know what it's like to go through. You know what it's like for things to just be things happen in your life. You know what it's like when you've been milled. You look at things from a different perspective. You're not going to treat everybody any kind of way. You're not going to be walking around in jealousy because you've been milled. I'm not doing none of that stuff. I've been milled. I don't have time for mess. I don't have time for this other stuff that's going on out here because I've been milled. I won't do it unless I have the anointing. 
I don't want to speak unless the anointing is on me. I don't want to say nothing. I'd rather keep my mouth shut if I don't have, if I'm not milled. So when you're milled, when the grape is crushed, that's how you get the wine. When the olive is crushed, that's how you get the oil. And when we are crushed, that's how the anointing comes out of our lives. So God will allow you to go through some milling so he can get the best out of you because he's trying to get you somewhere. He's trying to get the best out of you. You're wondering why am I going through? Because he's trying to get the best out of you. He's trying to get the most out of you. He's trying to get the most productivity out of you. And you running from the milling. You running from it. But God says, I just want to meal you so that you can get, I can get the best out of you. That's what he's trying to do. Don't despise it. You wondering why am I going through these things? Why did I have to go through this? Why did I have to be broken? Because if you can't, if you're not broken, they, see when Jesus broke the bread, he broke it and he gave it. It had to be broken to be given. You can't be given until you're broken. You talking about you want to do this and you want to do that? Well, you got to be broken so he can give you. When he sat down with his disciples and he broke the bread and he gave it to each one of them, he was trying to teach them a lesson that if you're going to walk with me, if you're going to be my disciples, you have to be broken. That's why he said you have no part with me. You say you want to be my disciples. Everybody says that. I want to I serve the Lord. But do you want to be milled? Do you want to be broken? See, because you may think, you, you know, it's, it's, it's important. It's important. Hallelujah. My little thing done moved up. on the high moved up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes, Lord. So after that, the next thing happens is it's milled and it's made into flour, but then it has to be mixed. It's mixed with other ingredients. And this is the understanding that I got from that. You can't do this alone. You are not a one-man show. That old saying that, uh, you know, I did it my way and all by myself, that's, <laughs> yeah. You know that song, Frank Sinatra, I did it my way, yeah. No, you have to be, it's mixed with other ingredients. You understand? God didn't call us to do this alone. He would send people, other people to help you in the vision that God has given you. And so as you, as you, and there, you know, have to be mixed with oil and different things to make the bread. And then after that, it's put into the oven. It may get hot in the oven, but know that you're almost there. <laughs> See, sometimes when we almost there, we, 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 we right there, and, it's, and the heat is turned up. You're like, what's going on? You in the oven, my friends. You in the oven. You've been mixed. You've been harvested. You've been threshed. You've went through, and now you're in the oven, and you're wondering, oh my God, I've been through all this. Now I'm going through this. I'm in the oven. It's hot. The heat has been turned up on you, but he's just trying to get you to rise now. See, you can't rise if you're not put in the oven. Everybody want to rise, rise. They be saying about the Falcons, rise up, but you got to be put in the oven. Right, Ken? Rise up. 
You know, you got to be put in the oven. So we're put in that oven. And when we put in that oven, he begins to, you know, develop us and bring us on up and, and bring us to where we need to be to become that whole bread. So even if you feel like right now, it seems like it's hot. It's okay. Because guess what? This, this is what he's trying to bring you to now. When it comes out, it's fresh. It's fresh. It's something that can be eaten by people. Because all of that, see, listen, if you hadn't never taken the chaff off and you're trying to eat that bread, and it's got, think about this. The ch- I'm, this is just coming to me now. If the chaff is still on the bread and they put it in the oven and they make it, how are people going to eat it? How are people going to receive you if you still got chaffed on you? Some people think they can operate in ministry or operate in whatever you're doing. Because I don't want to just limit it to ministry. But some people think they can operate without the, with, with chaff still on them. They still dragging all kinds of stuff. And you're trying to feed people who you are. And you can't even do it because they're eating something that's not supposed to be eaten. That's why you got to get that chaff off of you. You understand? So that when it's time for you to be served... That you'll be a whole, a whole loaf. Don't y'all want to be a whole loaf, a healthy loaf, a fresh loaf, something fresh, something that people can say, mmm, this bread. Because let me tell you something, there ain't nothing like some good bread. You understand what I'm saying? I don't care what restaurant I go to. If they don't bring me no bread, they ain't doing nothing. Bring me some bread and bring me some butter so I can spread some of that butter on my bread. And before my meal comes, I can just eat that bread. There's nothing like some good, fresh bread, y'all. And y'all know I ain't telling no stories. Everybody in here be like, bread, yeah, I'm going to get me some bread after we leave church today. Telling you, good bread, finest wheat. This is what he's trying to get you to, the finest wheat. You understand? Amen. So you've been through that process. And so all of us know, as even the word went forth today, where we are in that process. We all know whether we're still being threshed or whatever the God is doing. Just go, all I'm saying to you today, go through the process. And look at this as a vision to where God, you need to go home and put you a picture of a piece of bread on the, a loaf of bread on your refrigerator, wherever it is you, so you can look at this is what God is making me into. And so I want to offer to our online community today. Some of you, you may not have even started the process yet, but God has a purpose for your life. He has something that he wants to do in your life. Like I said in the beginning, everything that God created, he created it with purpose. And so today, we want to offer you to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ because he loves you he cares for you nobody can love you like Jesus loves you so if you want to just receive him into your heart today I want you to repeat this prayer after me even as our church today we repeat it together with you we're just letting you know that we support you as we repeat this prayer this morning say Lord Jesus I am a sinner I acknowledge that. I ask you right now to come into my heart. I believe in your death, in your burial, and your resurrection. Now, Lord, come alive in me. Refresh me. Renew me.
restore me so I can be available to you. Lord, I want to be the finest wheat. I thank you, God, for what you're doing in my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, my friends, if you prayed that prayer in faith today, you are now a part of the kingdom of God. And I can promise you that your life will never be the same. You may have to go through some processes because all of us have to be processed. But at the end of the day, you'll become the finest wheat. And so we want to thank you for just connecting with us today and you know find you a, a bible believing church where you can grow in the word where you can begin to grow so you can shoot up out of the dirt and become all that god has called you to be amen amen and so we'll see you next time on the kingdom rock ne network be blessed. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.